This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're listening to the Happy as a Mother podcast. And today I'm going to interrupt our regular programming and our regular format to bring you my very first solo show since the introduction episode that I've done. And I've been waiting for the right moment to do this, and I'm so excited to dive into a really important topic with you guys today. Now, every day is a challenging day when it comes to carrying the mental load. It's something that has been made popular and talked more about in the recent, you know, couple of years about all of the load that moms, generally moms, generally the women in the home still carry. Uh, obviously, there are dads and there are fathers who do or other partners who do share the load. But often the primary load falls on mom. She's working outside of the home. She's also managing the home, managing the emotional load and just considerations of the family. And that is a lot of responsibility to carry. Now, today, our topic is all about prioritizing the mental load. Because the mental load, if you think about it, it's kind of like this, you've got all of these browser tabs open in your mind. And I know for me, some days, that could be hundreds of tabs, right? And you're trying to carry all of these things in your brain and still be focused on your kids and be present in the tasks that you're doing while also trying to manage and keep track of all of these working pieces. And that is just taking up so much space and energy in your mind. And it's unrealistic. It's distracting. It's causing burnout. It's causing stress and all kinds of things. So today I'm going to teach you how to shut down some of those tabs, to prioritize those tabs, and to get rid of ones that are just simply not necessary to be there. Sound like a good plan? I know that this is something that has helped me a lot as I have learned these skills and how to go about doing this. And I think that it'll be really helpful. Actually, I know that this will be really helpful for you when it comes to prioritizing. So go ahead, grab a notebook and some paper, get a coffee, get ready to make some notes because this is more of an active listening style of podcast today. I can't wait to jump into it, but before we do, let's hear the iTunes review of the week. This iTunes review comes from RR's number one fan, and it's titled Validation for All Moms. I adore this podcast. Erica's always giving great perspective and always has the most informative and endearing guests. It's a must listen for all moms. You will walk away from it feeling seen. Thank you so much for this review. If you guys have been following along, you know it is my goal and my mission for you to feel seen and for us to feel connected in this universal experience of motherhood. So thank you for this review. I would love it if this podcast helps or touches you in some way or helps you to feel recognized or understood. If you would pop in and leave a review as well to share your feedback with me and with the other listeners. Welcome to the Happy as a Mother podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you cope with the load of motherhood. I'm your host and registered psychotherapist, Erica Jossa. 
let's work together in letting go of shame and guilt, accepting where we are in our journey, and moving towards becoming the women we want to be. We will hear from experts, learn practical tips, and listen in on honest conversations. Please note that the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the advice of your healthcare provider. Okay, let's dive in. All right. Welcome, everybody, to my solo show. I'm really, really excited to do this and to have you all with me. Now, first of all, I really want us to unpack what it is we're talking about when we're saying mental load. When I refer to the mental load, I am talking about the mental, emotional, psychological tasks and weight and responsibility that we carry. And it is no secret, it's been talked about more and more that this load rests primarily on mom's shoulders. And that's, you know, I know that there are other situations outside of this, and I get a lot of flack at times when I share about the Invisible Load series on Instagram, uh, because I know that there are amazing partners out there that step up and help with the load. But we're talking generally speaking here that this load primarily falls on mom. And, you know, I'm seeing this even more again right now, because right now, as I record this, we are in a COVID situation where we are not on lockdown, but we're quarantined and we're self-isolating. Many parents are working from home. And what I have seen and the feedback that I have gotten is that often moms have had to adjust their work schedules and prioritize childcare if their daycare is closed in order to allow for dads to continue working. And there's this sense of, of the partner's employment being prioritized over mom. So even more, I'm finding this big, big load is falling on mom's shoulders. So some examples of what this might look like is, okay, I have to meal prep for this week and I'm going to need pork chops and I'm going to need spices and I'm going to need rice and we're running out of coffee and coffee cream and the kids need diapers and they need all the things. Oh, but I also need to organize the storage room because I need to get in and pick out the new clothes for the season that's about to transition because all the boys have grown out of their clothes and they're going to need their summer clothes in their drawers. Oh, but I also need to vacuum the house and I see that this part is dusty or I want to wash this or wash that. And This is just the very tip of the iceberg. There are so many other things when it comes to parenting and researching parenting styles, when it comes to if you've got a child that is sort of atypical in development and you're researching their ADHD and how to help them best learn or if they're autistic or this just goes beyond so many things than just the daily tasks. And I just want to say, I see it. I recognize it. I know and can feel the weight of what you are carrying and the responsibility that you have on your shoulders. You are not going crazy for feeling tired or exhausted or even burnt out some days because of all of this that we're carrying. So today we are going to learn how to unload some of the tasks that are not a priority because when it comes to carrying such a broad amount It is just not feasible and possible to achieve and do it all. So some of the things are going to have to fall away while others rise to the top of the list that are the priority to be accomplished. So the very first step 
in unloading the load, is what we'll call it, is you have to write all of the tabs you have open in your brain down on paper. You have to dump them out. It's really hard to see them and organize them and prioritize them effectively when you're just trying to hold them all in your brain. If you think of your brain like a computer, it only has so much RAM and speed and capacity to hold so many things in it at one time. So dumping all of these tasks and things swirling around in your brain onto paper, I mean the whole list, all of it onto paper, is the first essential step in starting to organize and prioritize. And for the record, this does not need to be a fancy color-coded list that looks all pretty. Like, no, we're talking a brain dump. Dump it all out in no particular order. As it comes, get it all out on paper. Okay, that's step number one. Now, step number two is to organize and make some sense of all of these different tasks. Now, you may have a few different ways or preferences that you would like to do this. I have a weekly laid out calendar, and I like to lay the tasks out by the ones that are daily with a timeline and the ones that are sort of these bigger overarching tasks, which I break more into weekly or monthly tasks. So the order and the organization kinds of goes like this. So I've got my daily tasks that need to be accomplished. And a lot of those are kind of routine based with the kids, seeing my clients, writing my notes, like, you know, kind of the basic routine things to keep the home going. Then I've got my weekly tasks that I organize. Those are things like grocery shopping. I have to edit the podcast and everything, get it out once a week, whatever it is for you that are the weekly tasks. Then you've got maybe more the monthly tasks or the kind of bigger overarching tasks, maybe seasonal ones like I was talking about changing over the clothes, or maybe you do a really deep clean of the house once a month or whatever it is, and you write them all out in order of daily, weekly, monthly, and then maybe there's more seasonal or biannually. Now that we've got a little bit of an organized list that we're looking at, it is time to prioritize. And the way that I prioritize is through the Eisenhower matrix. If you've never heard of that, if you don't know what it is or what it means, don't sweat it. We're going to go over it. It's really simple. If you're more of a visual person, then I recommend you grab your phone, Google the Eisenhower Matrix, and follow along with what this looks like. It'll really help you to understand how I'm laying the information out and how I draw the grid to write it down on paper. So when you look at this chart visually, the Eisenhower matrix, it is a quadrant. So it's got four squares. The first square is what is titled urgent and important. So any of those tasks that you have that are both urgent that need to be done right away and are important become priority number one. They are a do. They have to get done. They have to get done at the top of the list. They probably need to get done today. You then can have important but not urgent tasks. And these tasks can be scheduled at a later date. Then you may have urgent tasks that are not important 
And these might be something that we can delegate to other people, ask our partner to do them, delegate to help if we have it. But they are urgent, but not necessarily important for us to have to be the one to do it. And then lastly, on this quadrant, we have not important and not urgent. And that is the quadrant of tasks that we eliminate or that we don't do or that we just get rid of completely shelf for now. They are not a priority. It's essentially a way to classify and prioritize what tasks we need to do that are urgent and important. Ones that are urgent, but we don't need to do them immediately and we can afford some time to schedule them down the road. Ones that are not important, but urgent that we can ask somebody else to do for us. They don't rely dependently solely on us. And ones that are not urgent and not important. Therefore, we can scrap those for the time being. Okay, so now that we have a little bit of an understanding about how we're going to prioritize based on what is important and what is urgent, let's walk through a couple of examples to really see where these might fall on the quadrant. These are going to be some examples from my own life because, you know, everything in your brain, until we dump it and prioritize it, really starts to feel urgent. It really feels like a priority. It really feels like it needs to be done. But then when we dump it out on paper and we organize it and we walk it through a little bit more logically, we can understand that, you know, maybe some of these things can be scheduled and don't need to be tended to immediately. So let's walk it through a little bit. So one of the things I had to do this week was I had to go to Costco. I've been putting it off. I didn't want to do it because of social distancing and COVID and the lines and it's mayhem. And I've just been trying to not do it. But this became an important and an urgent task to go and do because it was groceries. We were running out of food. We needed things and family needs to eat and we need to meal plan. So that became a priority that had to be put above other things that I had to do in my day. Another example is I have to turn over the boys clothes seasonally, as I was mentioning before. And when I do that, I go down into the storage room and I see all the tasks that need to be done that are associated with that. And it leads to me wanting to gut out the entire storage room to organize all of the bins and put things away and sell things and get rid of things. Now that feels incredibly important to me. It is. I would mark that as an important task. Is that an urgent task? Probably not. It will have little to no impact if that storage room sits unorganized for another month or two while we tend to these other priorities, especially during COVID. So while that feels very important to me, when I look at it and I put it on the matrix, I realize that it's really actually not that urgent of a task. It's more of an ideal. I would love to tend to it. I would love to do it. But at this moment, I'm going to try and schedule it for maybe a post-COVID you know, downtime or something along those lines. Now, moving on to an example of something that is not urgent and not important. And I'm going to admit, guys, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out like what of my tasks is not urgent and not important. And really, the only thing that I can land on right now is watching Tiger King on Netflix. Really not important. Really not urgent 
really a little bit of a train wreck that you just can't stop watching. So if I'm really pinched for time, if there's something that I need to eliminate or that I need to just get rid of, I would say Tiger King could absolutely be one of those things. One of the most relentless mental loads is being the juggler of medical appointments. Researching doctors, reading reviews, making phone calls to book appointments, it's a lot of stress when you're already juggling so much invisible labor. That's what makes ZocDoc great for moms. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of highly rated in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. ZocDoc has doctors of all specialties, including therapists, psychiatrists, and psychologists with verified patient reviews so you can make sure they check all your boxes. You can find mental health providers who offer in-person appointments, virtual consults, or both, whatever works for you. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. Sometimes you can even book same-day appointments. Make juggling appointments easier with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash momwell and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash momwell. ZocDoc.com slash momwell. Want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? We hear a lot about gut health, microbiomes, and other nutrition topics, but taking the time to research these is exhausting, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. The Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast makes it so much easier to get the information you need. With the help of world-leading scientists, the podcast gives you research-based information so you can make informed choices for yourself without pressure and guilt. People are loving Zoe Science and Nutrition. Listener Stephanie's Apple Review says the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast. That's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. With the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast, you can join Stephanie and millions of others accessing quality information about their health. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Mealtime with kids can be stressful. But with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals, it can be a lot easier. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. No worrying about ingredients and nutrition, no prep, no mess, and no cooking while wrangling toddlers. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Factor can even be tailored to your schedule. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Take the stress out of meals with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash momwell50 and use code momwell50 to get 50% off your first box. And lastly, as an example, something that is not important, but is urgent. 
And I think that actually the Costco example could also go into this category because if I have something that is due that only I can do, for example, editing and getting the podcast up, that is an important and an urgent task that only I can do. So that is going to trump grocery shopping for me. Grocery shopping is a very important task that needs to be done for our family, but it's also something that can easily be delegated to my partner that they could go and do so that I can prioritize things that only I can do that needs to be done. So in my important and urgent for me, I've got edit the podcast for important, but not urgent. We've got this whole storage room situation that I would really love to be organized, but right now, not urgent. In not important, but urgent is that grocery shopping that I'm delegating to my husband because it's something that he is, you know, really good at and able to go and do. And then we've got this not important, not urgent category, which is our Tiger King. But you know, give yourself some grace if you just need some mind numbing time as well. All right. Moving on. So now that we have our list organized, we've got our urgent and important tasks that are top priority. You need to decide what you're going to tackle that day that you're writing your list or maybe the next day as you're getting organized. And it's really important to consider a couple of things here. One, you have to be realistic in your expectations. I don't know about you, but I will have these gung-ho days where I get this surge of motivation to want to do all the things. So I write this list for myself when I know that I'm going to have some childcare or I'm going to have some space to tackle some of these things. And the list that I have compared to the capacity in the moment or the time or the resources is just disproportionate. It's just unrealistic and it's setting me up for failure. So We need to stop and think about realistically what two to three tasks, I would say at most, we're going to focus on really getting through in that day. And hey, if you blaze through those two or three tasks and you're ready to tackle more, all the power to you. Look at your list, cross more off, and do more as sort of bonus items if that's something that you are able to do that day. But it's all about being realistic and also flexible and fluid in our expectations because we aren't just planning our days right now, especially with COVID and the kids being home. We're not just planning our days around our own capacity in the day. We're also planning around whether our kids are going to be agreeable enough to allow us to get these things done, if they're going to help us through some of these tasks. So it's not just dependent on us. It's dependent on the whole family system and structure. And we have to learn to be fluid and flexible in our expectations of ourselves. So we go into our day with a realistic expectation of two or three tasks that need to be done that day. And then maybe we have an optimistic, hopeful bonus task that we hope to get done. But if we don't accomplish it, we are kind and compassionate with ourselves about it and don't feel like we've missed the mark or failed because that bonus task has gone undone. All right. How you guys doing? Still with me? So first we covered that we need to brain dump and write all of our tasks down. And that's just a big, ugly, unorganized brain dump. 
And then we move on to organizing, organizing by daily, weekly, monthly tasks, and then really moving into prioritizing using that matrix. Then keeping in mind that we are being realistic about our capacity in the day, how much we are realistically able to take on given ourselves, how we're feeling, what we're managing that day, and also given our child or our children and where they're at and how much they are willing to give us space to accomplish and do those things. Then we get to the end of our day. And it's important that we reevaluate our list, go through what has been crossed off and come up with a game plan for the next morning. Because I know that one thing I personally like to do is procrastinate doing the tasks that need to be done by creating lists because it makes me feel like I'm doing something when I'm writing it all down. And I can, you know, waste or procrastinate quite a bit of time in the morning trying to organize what my day is going to look like. So if you do it at the end of the day, the night before, and have your two or three tasks laid out for the next day, it really helps to kind of circumvent or get rid of that procrastinating behavior in the morning. And listen, this really isn't all about like army militant style getting tasks done. I am all for having my coffee in the morning and waking up, going through my Instagram stories, killing a half an hour to myself. This is not about rigid expectations in terms of your time and your tasks and your schedule, but it's really just about having a game plan in your mind to tackle the load that we have because inevitably it's there and it needs to be tended to. And the more that we avoid it, the more the load piles up and the heavier and you know harder to bear it becomes. So this really isn't meant to be a rigid, militant kind of program, but more of a daily habit, routine, and structure that we get in to help us prioritize the load, unload the unnecessary parts of the load, and be chipping away so that we're managing it more effectively. Now, before wrapping up, I do want to leave you with a couple of things to ponder. Number one is that we carry a lot of expectations of ourselves as mothers because of other messaging and values that have kind of been imposed on us as women. What I mean is this, society or mother-in-laws or friends or even just our own observing of other friends and internalizing those messages might lead us to feel like we need to have a clean and tidy house all the time. That feels like it should be a really big priority. Or that we have to make homemade, gluten-free, organic, whatever, food for our kids every single day for every single meal. Now, these are expectations I know for sure, hands down, that I did not come up with for myself. Do they align with my values? Yes and no. Do I want to have a healthy, well-balanced meal plan and approach to food in our house? Absolutely. Do I want to have a tidy home? Yes. Does it need to be so clean that I feel shame if there are toys on the floor when I go to bed in the evening? No, 
No, it does not. So these are the types of expectations in our load that we need to be mindful of because they really impact the things we feel are priorities and that we need to be doing. So check those expectations. Where are they coming from? Why are they important? And and whose expectation is that really? Is it yours? No, if it's not, then that is a not important, not urgent task that can be a, you know, do never get rid of it. It's not, it's not yours to carry. And another thought that I want to leave you with is that this is not about perfection. This is not about doing all the things, doing them the best, doing them, you know, 100% in all areas, in all things. No, this is about done is better than perfect. This is about focusing on, as in business, they would say, getting the minimum viable product up and running instead of sitting on a task and trying to perfect it until it's perfect and it's consuming all your time that you can't move on. Done is better than perfect in pretty much any area that I can apply that statement to. It's just so true. Another similar thought is that progress is better than perfection. Progress over perfection. So, you know, my house may not have all of the organization in all the different places that I want it to, but maybe my goal for the week is to organize one of the toy shelves. And that is a digestible, easy task for me to do that I can feel good about at the end of the day. Is it perfect? No. Do I wish that I could have done more? Yes, I do. I wish that I could have a, you know, cookie cutter organized, perfectly clean home, but it's just unrealistic. And so this brings me to my third and final thought and consideration is that we need to practice self-compassion and kindness with ourselves. I'm able to walk through that urge for perfectionism that says, well, it's not all done, therefore it's crap, because I'm telling myself, no, done is better than perfect. I took one chunk towards that goal today, and that's more than I would have done if I just was all or nothing about it. I accomplished more today than I would have if I said that the whole task has to be done. So, so much about prioritizing and chunking down tasks has to do with whether we're looking at it in an all or nothing way. Done is better than perfect. Something is better than nothing. And progress is better than perfection. And these are coping statements and self-compassion statements that I have to tell myself daily in order to work towards my goals. And you know what? Slowly but surely, as you take those bite-sized pieces and you work towards organizing one part of your house or one part of the load, you look back a few weeks from now and the majority of the task is done. And it feels lovely and it feels good to have those accomplishments. But in the moment, it is hard to look at it that way when you only see and focus on what is undone in the moment. So be kind and compassionate with yourself. Focus on your two or three tasks that need to be done in the day and really resist the urge to spiral into all that needs to be done around those two tasks. 
So for example, again, what I'm saying is when you go into the storage room to get the clothes that needs to be turned over, really resist the urge to spiral about all the other things that need to be done that you're not getting to. If they need to be done, that has opened a new tab in your brain and you are going to go and mark that tab on the list and put it in order of cue and priority. And you know that it's written down and that it will be tended to, but it's just not the urgent and important priority to tend to today. All right, that sums up my first solo show in months and I've loved every single minute of it. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you take away some really practical tips and tricks on helping to organize and prioritize that load. And I have some really, really exciting news for you guys that I've been sitting on for a little while. Through this podcast and through Instagram, I've built an international audience. One that has been sending me countless messages and emails wanting to work with me. And I've been working diligently to figure out how we can do that, how we can work together and how I can connect with and serve you guys with knowledge, with connection, with teaching, and even with some coaching, some one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and all of that. And I've come up with the solution and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. I will be launching my Mother Up membership program. This membership program is going to have three tiers at different rates to make it accessible regardless of where you are with your finances and your situation. The membership focuses on three main areas, teaching and developing individual skills, teaching and developing relational and communication skills so that you can help your partner to see and understand the load, effectively communicate your needs and all of those types of things. And also self-exploration and discovery. And what that means is how to redefine and really carve out who you are as this new woman and mother. The doors for enrollment will be opening around Mother's Day And I will be launching with a founding member's price. To learn more and join the wait list, head to happyasamother.co slash mother up. Again, that's happyasamother.co slash mother up. Again, that's happyasamother.co slash mother up. I can't even begin to tell you how happy and honored I am that you choose to spend your time here with me each week. If you're looking for the resources and things that were discussed in today's show, you can find them in the show notes, which is linked in the episode description, or you can head directly to happyasamother.co slash podcast and find all of the show notes there. If you're looking for support and connection with other moms, you can head over to facebook.com slash groups slash happy as a mother and join our Facebook community. This community is filled with women just like you and I who want to support and uplift one another through our postpartum journey. And until next episode, mama, I want you to know, keep showing up. You're doing a great job.
settling is not an option for everything i desire is already mine what if you can have it all because every day is for the girls hello hello welcome to for the girls podcast hosted by victoria alario for the girls who want more Listening to For the Girls will have you ready to raise the bar, stop settling for the bare minimum, and start believing you can have it all, and step into the 2.0 version of you. You can catch a new episode of For the Girls every Monday across all podcast platforms. Until next time, girls.